Hello and welcome. You are listening to episode 105 of the Nearly Men Video Games Podcast, coming to you live on Twitch from Scotland on Thursday, 24th of March. I am Colin NM, and joining me this evening is Blunderboy87. Ahoy hoy. Yes. <laughs> and together with Paul Kaczynski, we are the Nearly Men. And this episode of the podcast is brought to you by executive producer Hamster Boy. Mr. Producer. Mr. Producer. We have nothing to do with the video games industry. We don't make them. We don't sell them. We're not even particularly good at them. We are the Nearly Men, and at some point, you have probably kicked our asses online. Kapow! Hello! Hello! Hello, Hello how Colin you? and M. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's, um... It's a bit echoey in here, aren't it? Aye. Teachers away, teachers away. Mm-hmm. Senses away, leaving the the students to run the roost. So we're we're just uh, we're just uh, enjoying, yeah. enjoying enjoying the rule of the roost. Yeah, although he has he is using his otherworldly powers to to push our buttons tonight. He is so. bedecked in snotters, locked <laughs> locked in his COVID cell, and pushing buttons, pushing buttons to to make us all look and sound wonderful this evening. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope you're feeling better soon, Paolo, but yeah. you know, just you you stay in there. You stay in there. Don't leave um, the room. Doors do locked. Do not leave the room. Um yeah, so here we are. It's another podcast. I I missed the last one. You did, didn't you? Yeah. And uh but I was I was watching. I was watching I, I missed the last you, one. You were out, weren't you? I had the Rona. And um, now Paolo's got it. And then I missed one way back in the day because I had the Rona. Exactly. And that was one of the first state of plays as well, remember? I was like in my bed, like watching, messaging the chat, like, I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was a bit of a, a bit of a, a an interesting one. Um but yeah, so so yeah, it's it's good to be back. It's good to be recovered to and, and hopefully back. Paolo will and hopefully on the next episode of the podcast we'll all be back happy I know and healthy. <gasps> Wait, will we? We won't. The next podcast, nope. I'm away. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I think go. the next podcast, I'm in Italy. We're going to have um, to just start changing the podcast name to Nearly the Nearly Men. It's just, it's just sometimes Nearly Men. <laughs> I may say that the other day. I was thinking, I was like, oh, wait, I think I'm in Italy the next, the next podcast after oh, well. this week. Oh, well. Um, oh, well. Let's hope Paolo pulls through then. Let's hope he. Paolo, do not walk into the light. Do not walk into the light. <laughs> but the, the oh. podcast after that, we should all be together. Ah, we should be fine. <laughs> we should be absolutely fine. Um. Anyway, it's it's lovely to to have to be to be here, um, to have all you lovely folks listening to us out there in podcast land, and of course, have uh, all you lovely folks uh, in the chat as well. It's nice to see you all. Um, thank you for being with us. Um. Can't wait to get started. We're going to get on with it. We're going to start talking about some video games news um, and uh, find out what we've been playing and, of course, what you guys have been playing as well. If you would like to let us know what you've been playing or give us your thoughts on any video games news, well, here is how you get in touch. Reaching the Nearly Men is easier than ever. Search for the Nearly Men Video Games Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube or your preferred podcast player. We stream on Twitch. Follow Colin at Colin underscore NM. Follow Paul at Paul Kaczynski, all one word. 
follow Blunderboy at Blunderboy87 and let's get social on Facebook as The Nearly Men, Twitter and Instagram where we are at Nearly Men or go old school and email us on info at thenearlymen.com. Need all that again? Links are on our website, thenearlymen.com. So what are you waiting for? Yeah, so what are you waiting for? What are you waiting um, for? Oh, that was that was quite something, Blunderboy. That was quite something. Caught me, caught me off guard a little bit there. <laughs> whenever, whenever we say that, I just get flashbacks to scary movie. <laughs> yeah, or else. What or else are you ready for? <laughs> Boy, what yeah. are you waiting for? Now, <laughs> um, Paolo actually does a much better impression of Arnie, but but he's not here. Uh, um, yeah. you know, so it's fine. Um, you you might notice, Blunder. What do, what do you think, of my lovely T-shirt? Like it's my... beautiful, Colin in red. Look at you thrusting your chest dancing out. with you, uh, cheek to cheek. I'm so glad you made those words because I tried to rhyme and it just it came up with I know a nice word. No, <laughs> you. I shudder to think what you were going to say, but <laughs> it's probably risky. Best. Just a bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't. Uh, either way, either way. <laughs> Uh, yes, I'm wearing the, the lovely Newly Made Heads uh, t-shirt um, in red. All the colours have got like fancy things. There's like Irish green, mineral blue, and then there's but, red. So this is, <laughs> red. this is red. This is red. Um, but I like it very much. I like it very it's much. It's a nice red. It's really vibrant. It's, it's good. It's good. Um, don't forget, folks, you can own this. I mean, not this very t-shirt. But right off Colin's back. I mean, for the right price, you never know. You probably could, but <laughs> but um, but you can have you can have a T-shirt like this. We've got all the nearly men merch and hoodies available at printbunker.co.uk/slash/collections/slash/thenearlymen. If you go to printbunker.co.uk, click on the little collections tab, you'll find us right there, and you can buy these uh, buy the T-shirts and hoodies there. You will be supporting the nearly men, and you get to represent represent team nearly men t-shirts are 15.99 that includes postage and packaging um and the hoodies are an absolute snip at 20 pounds 99 which i think's very very good mm. very it's like good a for the... and it's so comfy i say this it's... every time but it's the ba- one of the com- comfiest hoodies i've got is very comfortable it's a, it's a very comfortable one mm-hmm. um I yeah, was getting sweat. in tonight, but it was at the bottom of a pile of clothes that we were taking up rooms, and I was like, oh, I can't get under there for that. I was like, I will cry under the pile of clothes. Well, mine is so... Unfortunately, mine ends up uh, covered in cat hair, because the cats also find mm. it very, very comfortable. <laughs> so that's a bit of a problem, but... Uh... <clears throat> But yeah, so if you'd like to get the, the merch is for sale, please, please, please do buy it if you'd like to. And if you do, remember, uh, send us a picture. Send, a, send us a nice selfie yeah. of you representing Team Nearly Men. We always love to see it. Second to Twitter, um, tag us, tweet it, retweet yeah. it. Place That's it in other do. places. That is what to do. I see the, the Nearly Men accounts just uh, advising people. We've got some updated prices. A sweaty Colin t-shirt, is re- as was requested in the chat. Mm. Um, they're available for $49.99. And uh, sweaty Colin cat haired t shirts are available for $79.99. Wow, I love how the cats are more expensive than you. It, indeed, well, there's that's there's an added bit of distressing, you know, like <laughs> you not know, where we spend thousands of pounds now, you can see for like distressed, distressed denim or distressed 
leather jacket or something. Well, well, that's very much distressed. I love the distressed jeans, which are pretty much non-existent. It's just like two bits of denim hanging from a zip, and you're like, Mm -hmm. "Where is the actual trouser?" (laughs) That's horrific, isn't it? Aye, they're like four thousand pounds. Aye, they're so expensive. They're just like Mm -hmm. the fudge. (laughs) And a t-shirt that Blunderboy looked at briefly is available for ninety nine ninety nine. There we are. Uh, a glancing look. It'll never Just be the a t-shirt that's received side eye from Blood yeah. the Boy eighty seven. <laughs> Just that. Mm. It's like a ton of the nose. If those things are, um, if those are um, a bit, a bit, a bit too rich for your blood, though, you just remember you can get the normal t-shirts um, completely unmolested by nearly men or animals or anything for fifteen ninety nine, and the hoodies are twenty ninety nine. Um. Right, Blunder, there has yes. been some news. There is some news. Yeah. First up, I'm quite excited about this. Mm-hmm. CD Projekt Red announced that there is a brand new Witcher game in the works. Ooh. Um, which, which I'm very excited about. I, I, I'm very excited, excited too. I, my, my ears like, pretty much fell off my head when I said, well, when I heard it, because they said they weren't doing it anymore. Yeah, yeah. They, so they, did, they said they were doing it anymore, so I was like, huh? So they very much sort of announced a while back that The Witcher 3 was the end of The Witcher. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they, they, they announced well, a lovely screen grab, as we can see here, right next to me. Um, uh, the Witcher, a new saga begins. And there was a statement released mm. on, the, on the, the CD Projekt Red website, which says... We're happy to announce that the next installment in the Witcher series of video games is currently in development, kicking off a new saga in the franchise. This is an exciting moment as we're moving from Red Engine to Unreal 5, or Unreal Engine 5, beginning a multi-year strategic partnership with Epic Games. It covers not only licensing, but technical development of Unreal Engine 5, as well as potential future versions of the Unreal Engine uh, we're relevant. We'll closely collaborate with Epic Games developers, with the primary goal being to help tailor the engine for open-world experiences. At this point, no further details regarding the games, such as development time frame or release date, are available. Um, and then it says, Red Engine, the technology which powers Cyberpunk 77, is still being used for the development of the upcoming Cyberpunk 2077 uh, expansion. So, uh, so there we go. An interesting one. Um, mm. What, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? So I hadn't, I, I had read the, had the statement. I see, I hadn't seen the tagline. The new saga begins. So I'm, I'm wondering. I'm hoping, and this is just a me thing. I think I'm hoping they're not like, let's play in the past because you kind of know how the world's going to go. I don't get that much enjoyment out of playing through events we've heard Prequels. spoke about. Well, yeah, but. Yeah. Like, some prequels were like Resident Evil Zero, I didn't mind, because it was a whole new story that just came out of nowhere and kind of messed up the timeline, but in a good way. But I don't want to be like, here, we're Vesemir doing all the things we've heard Vesemir talk about. I don't want something like that. I want it to be like a yeah. continuation of the Witcher line. I want to see what they did next, if they figured a way to make new Witchers with all the bad torture stuff, or, or maybe even looking at the different houses of Witchers. That'd be quite interesting. I like, wonder mm. if you're going to play as Siri. That'd be a tricky one because they'd have to make one of the endings canon. That, and Siri never became is... an actual witcher still. Yeah. 
Um, no, that's true. But yeah, there's that's like true. three endings to Witcher Two, 3. Witcher Three. Yeah. Yeah. I think on my ending, that would be okay. That would be possible. Uh, yeah, big ending too. Yeah. I kind of hope you still get to play as Geralt. I want to be Geralt. I did wonder if you could play I as Siri, but I would rather be. Wonder Geralt. if they'll make Geralt the new Vesemir. As like the wise old men, or you play like the new generation of Witcher, maybe that could be hmm. interesting. Yeah, but then I don't know. Do the books continue? I've never. I want. I want I, to read the books. But I've never really read know. the books. I have to say, so I don't really know. Yeah, so because I know they've done a lot with the Gwent game, which is like set in the world, but they use the cards like a card game. It's it's a card game, game yeah. yeah. Um, and you actually play that in The Witcher Three, but they made a sort of standalone game of it. Um, I could never understand going oh, on the Witcher 3. I was, I was like, it's the one quest line. It was, I was like, you failed. I was like, I know. Um, but no, but interesting to see. I just, I just, I don't know where they could take it. And I'm not worried, even though we did have the shenanigans of Cyberpunk, because yeah. I think they know if they mess up the Witcher, uh, they, would, they would go bankrupt and defunct. Paolo says, uh, surely Geralt is the Witcher and everyone else is a Witcher, which I think's probably, mm. it's just the fact that it says a new saga begins makes me think that, but we don't know, we don't know. Um, what are you thinking about Unreal Engine 5 and the, the move away from the Red Engine? What What's your thoughts on that? I'm going to do that thing where, I've never seen ever. I don't really get engines. I don't okay. know what they do. So I'm like, that's interesting. <laughs> but I'm okay. like, so um, did you see the did you see the Unreal Engine tech demo that they showed that... a while ago? It was it was in these sort of like caverns. Um, oh yeah, uh -huh. and it was it was astonishing lighting effects and all mm. that sort of stuff. Yeah. So that's that's Unreal Engine five. Is it, are they just moving the way? I'm guessing Red was their engine they developed. Yeah, yeah, and, and they're just and... moving it to the bigger. Well, it makes sense. There's more resources and more people use it. Like most companies use Unreal Engine, don't they? I know, I know. Um, Capcom have their own. They've got the RE engine, which stands stands for Reach for the Moon, not even Resident yeah. Evil. But they and that's what Resident Evil Seven A and the remakes and Devil May Cry Five were built on. So I know they use that. They made their own engine, but. Um, mm -hmm. No, it makes sense if they're looking for more support and they're going to work in partnership and they're going to have an engine which has more resources, which could also lighten workload in a sense, maybe. Um, the RE engine that does not stand for Resident Evil. <laughs> I always thought it did. I thought RE no. engine meant it's reach for the moon, I believe. Yeah. Is that correct? Um, yeah, so, so an engine's basically... Uh, a very difficult thing to quantify, but it's where you build the game. It's how the game runs. It's everything that sort of manages the actual, the the various moving parts of the game. The interesting thing about, um, so I think there's a couple of things. First of all, Cyberpunk was a bit of a disaster, mm -hmm. technically. Mm -hmm. So I kind of get the impression that maybe the Red Engine's got some limitations that they, that yeah, they're kind possibly. of... Uh -huh having problems with or maybe it's just been so buggy that they don't want to end up in that sort of state again um the interesting thing about unreal engine 5 is that they when they did the tech demo they basically showed up the fact that there's there's essentially a sort of library of assets that they are building 
yeah. in Unreal Engine that can be used essentially by anybody in the engine. Um, now, if you think if they have spent a lot of time in the Red Engine building, um, building a cyberpunk world, there's not many assets they're going to be able to use in a Witcher world. Yeah, for instance, so they'd have to build everything from the ground up to to do that. You know, mm-hmm. even trees that there may be in Cyberpunk probably wouldn't necessarily work in The Witcher. <laughs> um, so I'm possibly thinking it might be a couple of things. It might be a stability thing. It might be that they feel there's more legs mm-hmm. in um and uh, I think there's also the possibility that they maybe just feel that unfortunately the red engines sort of um, crap. Well, well, not even. I mean, there's that possibility, but it, I think it's been tainted. Yeah, you know, I, I think there's a a certain stink on cyberpunk that's quite difficult to get off that engine now. Um, I do wonder if there's an element of that. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a few folk panicking to uh we're, we're worried that the mention of epic games and the fact that epic games obviously you they own unreal engine and all that they they were worried that it was going to end up being some sort of like epic exclusive oh, or right, anything like yeah. that. Uh-huh. almost immediately cyberpunk replied and basically said that's not the case their games are going to be everywhere there's not there's not going to be any sort of like at least at the moment they have no plans to make any sort of exclusive deal yeah. with with one console or the other mm-hmm. so that's quite good um i do see baker boy in the chat saying that cd project red lost so many developers maybe they don't have a lot of folk who know how the red engine works <laughs> um there might be a thing I, I remember when unreal engine came along uh the the announcement came and it did it really excited so many devs because uh, you know whether you're a big triple a dev or an indie dev it looked like potentially because of the big asset libraries and various mm. things like that there was lots of tools and, yeah. and if there's a sort of uniformity and and you know it's like well everybody uses unreal engine 5 then um then everyone will know how to work it potentially yeah. which could mm-hmm. which could be a great thing and allow a lot of accessibility and allow people to dream very big you know um i there's other folk... nice thing as well that like, like kind of brings a community back into game development almost I know a lot of other folk though said um, that you know there is also the danger that if every game's in the same bloody engine, then everything will feel quite samey. Yeah, true. So uh, you know, there's kind of peaks and troughs, but Unreal Engine, from what I saw, and I do see Paolo also saying that the Matrix demo is very exciting for Unreal Five. Did you try that? The Matrix. I never because I'm not a big Matrix fan, but I heard so, it was quite interesting. So the Matrix demo. On PS5, I played it on. I can't remember what it's called. It's called the Matrix. Into the Ma- I can't remember what it's called, but anyway, um, that was impressive. That was impressive the way they they built it, and it and it, it can explains how they use the Unreal Engine to build it. Um, so yeah, I think it's quite a good thing. Mm. I think it's go- it's going to be the engine, the engine that yeah. that's going to power the big games. So it's uh, it makes sense that the Witcher's going to be building the, the thing yeah. right there, and I'm quite excited. You know, Cyberpunk went so wrong for CD Projekt Red. They know the Witcher. They know that world. Yeah. The world itself. You know, they've got the books to gather. They've got they've got characters. They're they're not having to necessarily come up with everything this time mm-hmm. around. They're they're more 
you know, the, the creative side of things is there. They're just going to bring that world to life. Yeah. And it seems like a, a, a sort of safe bet for them because after what happened with Cyberpunk, they kind of need a, a, a home run next time. And I think mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. the Witcher series will give them the best bet. But I'm, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for more Witcher. Yeah. Um, okay, I mean, although... Ooh. I think I will be waiting for quite a while before <laughs> that's that's coming out by the same things if there's no timelines or anything. Yeah. It's a early <laughs> announcement, wait forever. That was not the only big announcement that there was. <laughs> uh Blunder, there was a big announcement from a dev that's quite close to your heart. Oh, Cap- Capcom. What did yeah. what did they have to say for themselves? So it's they were celebrating the twenty five years since Biohazard came out, uh, which is named for Resident Evil in Japan. Mm-hmm. And then they, they kind of did they did a bunch of things and everyone kept getting really annoyed. So they did this countdown, which everyone thought was Resident Evil, but the, the, the super smart people were like, that countdown coincides with Street Fighter V tournament ending, and that's when they announced Street Fighter Six. So <laughs> that happened. And then they were teasing all this. They, they did this, this uh, loading screen picture from Resident Evil 4. And people were like, oh, they're going to announce a Resident Evil 4 remake. Four remake and yeah. then they faded it a little bit and it had the original game's logos. And they were like, oh my gosh, they're finally doing HD remasters of the original games for the current gen consoles. Then it turned out they were just releasing a digital library of of like design work from the, the games, which was cool. But also everyone was like, are you kidding on? And then they were like, oh, there's, there's, there's going to be an announcement. And the announcement was literally like, a poster thanking everyone for their support over the years and um that the the event ends in a couple of weeks <laughs> and we're like we know because it's the end of the year <laughs> like the, ah! so everyone was raging online it was just it was just one of the things where it was like everyone got them i didn't but everyone else was getting themselves so like they're gonna announce this they're gonna announce this they're gonna announce this and then it was like thanks gang we're out of here bye who is running their um, announcement team? Is it Nintendo? An absolute troll. <laughs> I love it. They're just like, gotcha. Um, and then people are still like, I mean, they could still announce something. There's still time. There's still like, time. You're getting your hopes up because your hopes are just dashed. I'm like, Capcom, just Capcom either. Capcom either announce it really early and do a good build up to it. Or they announce it and it's out, and you're like, "Wait, what? How did that happen?" Um, so I think people just need to to, to calm their ham. Um, yeah. And it's about I was, I was saying that to Paul in the last uh, podcast. I was like, they need to get their finger out and just give us the PlayStation games on current gen, just so we facelift, just like the AI do it. And as I was saying that time, they're doing Sega games, N64 games. They're mm-hmm. doing PS3 games, and then it, it's just PS2 games. It's just the PS1 era just seems to sit empty. And Baker Boy was like, oh, it's because they've aged bad. I was like, we just give them a wee, a wee bit of a tartan up, just a wee bit of a facelift. But people want to play them for the nostalgia. I was like... Uh, make- yeah, I mean, I suppose there's the problem is it's not just a wee tarting up visually. It's the tank controls and various other things. I, I think there no, are... No, but keep, keep it all. Just give us a... No, I hate tank controls. Don't. Oh, do I love tank controls. I can't cope with them. Every I don't time I... get how people don't get them. It's like up means up, left That's means left, right means right. Because we don't have it built in like, our brains. Like forward you did. means forward. <laughs> I find them a nightmare. <laughs> oh, I love watching people try to play ex- them. I'm like, I'm like, why I, are you moonwalking? <laughs> I can't. Um, it's the same way. You know, if you. 
I can never work out whether I I need to invert or don't invert, right? Aye. And I still to this day can't because there's certain games that I need to invert and certain games that I don't, and I can't uh-huh. explain. So you know, there's this thing on internet where like folk are like, "Oh, you're a filthy inverter!" Oh my god, <laughs> I don't know if I am or not. I I can't <laughs> clarify, and and there's some games where I I invert and then uninvert like. Regularly, because yeah. I can't work out what I need. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure I play non-inverted, but then there are some games I pick up and go, "Oh, that feels weird." And then I like, invert it and go, "Oh, that feels weirder." And then I'll go back to the way and go, "Oh no, that was right the first time." Yeah, um, that feels no, weird. I mean. Yeah, invert. Oh my god, that's awful. <laughs> you go back. Ah, that like, feels less weird. Um, but I think I just think I, I think game companies are sitting on a gold mine of PS1 games that. People would lap up. I might I just mean, get that AI people made. That'll do it. It's fine. We just want guys. Games. I mean, Capcom. This is Blunderboy, who's bought yeah. every one of your games a thousand times and yet <laughs> wants to buy them. Again. I want to spend more money. <laughs> this, this is your cash cow. <laughs> this is your cash cow. It's probably one of the biggest cash cow fandoms. That like the original Tomb Raider games. If they brought them out and like the current I think, ones, honestly, just, the like, Resident Evil sort of Capcom me. community are mental <laughs> the I, amount of times they buy games it's yeah. absolutely mad um and the same game and just replay them all I, the time uh-huh. constantly it's it's mad it's, okay, i'm it's about mad. to restart another resident evil run of all the games and like i'm just like i've played these a million times but let's go again <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's, it's quite something um yeah, so a bit of a disappointment yeah. but as you said i mean capcom literally could just announce something tomorrow yeah. Um, but they probably won't. I mean, yeah. they definitely won't. Just still get your hopes up. <laughs> Not at all. They'll just wait until Blood's <laughs> bought the game a few more times and then they'll... Oh, wait, oh, hey, he's got every version of it. Give him something new to buy. <laughs> <laughs> he bought that pre-owned. We don't get money from that. Make a new one. <laughs> um, yeah, so there we go. Listen, there's no Cozy's Crumbs. There's we are knee, hungry. There's no trivia, because oh. I couldn't find any trivia. Too much to do today. So there's no trivia But we will move We've got a lot of games to talk about anyway Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But first things first It's time for some Subbies Subbies (sighs) Anyway uh, Your Game Pass editions We'll get started on Game Pass editions For all you Game Pass subscribers Um, I did see a really interesting thing the other day I don't have the numbers to hand but Game Pass has been proving very good for indie devs, apparently. Um, making a lot of um, a lot of moolah for them, and uh, it's apparently very good for the indie dev scene, which is quite exciting. I'm not surprised that the subscriber numbers are still going absolutely mental mm, mm-hmm. on uh, on it, and uh, it looks really interesting. So, f- few new uh, new additions to Game Pass. Uh, and today, today F1 2021 is there on console. Uh, a Memoir Blue is coming to console and PC. And Norco is coming to PC on the 29th of March. You're getting Crusader Kings on console. That's quite something. It'll be interesting mm. to see how that runs on console. Quite excited about this one. I think this one could be good for some nearly men action. This is the 31st of March, Weird West is coming to consoles. This was the one that Paolo was talking about. This is the Cowboys yeah. versus the Zombies. Oh my god, yes. Which is like, I mean, 
So everything in your main love in one. I mean, it's pretty much perfect, doesn't it? Uh-huh. It's perfect. I think the only thing maybe could have made it slightly better is if it was it was cowboys and pirates and zombies. <laughs> but but I do like cowboys too, so we're all good. Um, on the fifth of April, can't believe we're talking about April already. How quick I know. this year is going. MLB The Show 2022 um, is coming to console on cloud. And then on the 7th of April, you've got Chinatown Detective Agency coming to console and PC. So on the games with gold, the Microsoft games with gold, uh, from the 1st of March to the 31st of March, you've still got a little while left with this. You can get The Flame and the Flood. From the 16th of March to the 31st of March, you've got SpongeBob's Truth or Square. <laughs> and from March the 16th to April the 15th, you've got Street Power Soccer. Mm-hmm. There we are. Over on the PlayStation side of town, um, you've got <laughs> Ghost Runner. Ghost Runner for PS5. This looks pretty cool. We were talking about it last time, Blunder. Um, yeah, I had a look at it. Uh, I've not had a chance to try it out yet, but I'll definitely no, have to give it a go. No. Um, you've also got Ghost of Tsushima Legends. That's for PS5 and PS4. This is the stand. This is now the standalone version of the multiplayer um, expansion that was added to Ghost of Tsushima. We're actually big fans of this. This is a lot mm, of fun. It's fun. Yeah. Um, the raid's incredibly hard, but um, but we really liked it. We all played. You, you play as various different forms of ghostly um, sort of. Samurai and Ronin and what was the character? Was you, you were an assassin, weren't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, various different uh, legends of Tsushima uh, who fight against the 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 scary baddies. Scary mm-hmm. baddies. Um, it's a lot of fun. Really, really cool. It's basically wave based combat, but there is um, there's also a co op um, sort of story campaign and also uh, a raid as well, which is uh, which is quite something. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the PS4, you've got Ark Survival Evolved, and also for the PS4, you've got Sony. Eh, Sony, <laughs> Sony on Sony on the Sony PlayStation. You've got Sonic <laughs> Team Racing, which is basically a Sonic version of Mario Kart. Um, yeah, quite a not not a bad month for the PS Plus. I have to say, no, I think it was not that bad. bad. There's some pretty good games there. Next one's this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, not really sure about games with gold, but there is a lot of value in those Game Pass editions. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, lots of stuff. Talking about games, talking about mm. games, Blunder, you and I and the aforementioned uh, Paolo, um, last week on Nearly Men Day, on the Thursday, we mm-hmm. were playing Aliens Fireteam Elite. Oh, uh, so much fun. <laughs> we revisited it after a while. What, what, were your, what were your thoughts? It's still just as fun as the first time we played it. And hard. <laughs> like, it's, hard. It's so... I, I, it's the fact it took us, what, three hours to go, oh, we need to play as a team. <laughs> um, yeah, but then once, once we kind of get the communication down and, and, and understood the types of aliens we were against, it was like it. It made sense. I never felt bad going back to starting doing it again. It was a bit like, oh, here we go, but you were... And it was good fun. I think it's good. It's good. Really good, a really good atmosphere to it. it captures the, the essence of being a, a colonial marine and from the films. So it's... I just good. love the sound of the pulse rifles. Oh, it's so good. It's All the, so... sound, the sounds, the sound design is amazing. Yeah. Um, it is very difficult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't believe how hard it is. Yeah, um, 
And it's weird too, because the aliens, you get lots of aliens thrown at you, and the majority of them are quite easy to kill. Mm-hmm. But it, it's still pretty tough because you get like properly, like, you get properly swarmed, and there's just a lot to deal with. And it can it can go from kind of manageable to super super difficult in like the blink of an eye. Yeah, which is quite quite interesting. And you know, as you say, it, it took us a very long time to realize that we actually properly had to work together. Yeah, the majority of these are like three player or four player co op games. You kind of don't need to really. Worry I, that much. You usually kind of run away ahead and do something or hang back and pick up collectibles, but this one you really need to like move yeah, the yeah. team. I actually need to stick together. And and there was a few folk in the chat kind of who obviously play the game <laughs> a lot who were sort of like getting a bit frustrated with us, I think. But but also <laughs> sort of pointing us out, you know, you, you need to utilize bottlenecks, you need to yeah, uh-huh. use your Set sort your of like traps and stuff, which we were kind of like, oh, I forgot we had those. Guns and things like that, and actually use them to your, to your um, to your favor. Um, mm. and it's quite an interesting one because, because, yeah, I quite fancied this game when it first came out, and then we ended up picking it up for uh, save, save point, point for us for our for our um, for our sci-fi uh, yeah. themed save point. Um, and then we hadn't really played it again since, so it was quite nice to revisit it. Um, I'd kind of forgotten how slow a progress we were actually making through. <laughs> um, and I was like, "Did we only manage the first chapter? Oh, uh-huh, we well, managed the, the first chapter of the theme or the first bit of the?" Because I was like, "What well, the, the first level?" And yeah. then you reminded me that it, it was like a three-level chapter. Went, oh, yeah, so okay. each level has three bits to it. And then the other night, we only did the first bit of the three bits of the second chapter. We were like, "Huh." <laughs> so, so yeah so we managed one in, in like two and a half hours we did one level several <laughs> times but we, we didn't uh-huh. we died at the last minute every oh, time as well. so... we got to the end bit every time but you just got a wee bit further each time we got there Yeah, um, and the last it... time we really did it well last time we finally did what the people mm-hmm. in chat had been shouting at us to do and yeah. we went oh okay we'll, we'll actually do it mm-hmm. um yeah, I have to say I I really like the game. Actually, it's it's good. We 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 do have to. I think what we're going to have to, you know, keep keep going with this game because I can, try finish at, it. <laughs> at this rate, we will only finish it until Aliens Fireteam Elite Two comes out. <laughs> Wonder, I see yeah. that you've been playing a veritable buttload of games. I have, I have. Why didn't you talk us through what you've been playing? So, uh, the first thing uh, I'll talk about is I picked up Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. Um, so, this is an interesting game because when it get announced, the trailer was so crap. <laughs> and the main character just kept going, I have to defeat chaos. It's chaos. And it became this internet meme where everyone was just like, I'm edgy and chaos. And within the first three minutes of the game, he has said chaos about 18 times. So, I think it, it really pokes fun at itself in that sense. But what it is, is an alternate reality remake of the first Final Fantasy, I think. Okay. From what I can gather. So it's set in the same world with the same sort of story. So the story is like the cloud of, dark, cloud of darkness or chaos has come to destroy the world and 
take the crystals and the night Garland goes to stop him, then Garland becomes the Dark Knight, evil guy, da 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 da. Okay. But <clears throat> four warriors of light arise and they get the crystals and they go and save the day. That's that's the basic story of Final Fantasy, the, the first one. This one, they're talking about that story, they're talking about the myth, the four warriors of light will come. And then at the start, you and your two pals, who oh, you've got really normal names, you call it like Jack and Peter and Paul and something like that. Um, get your fight. You start by fighting a really big boss, then you get, you get sucked through a portal. It's very confusing. You get sucked through a portal, maybe. And your three characters look really modern, and everyone else looks like medieval, but no one's batting an eyelid. Um, and then they pull out their crystals, and they're like shadow crystals. They're like dark versions of the crystals they've got instead of the crystals of light. So you're kind of like, I don't know what's happening. So the story's quite clever, and it plays around like your expectations it's not just a straightforward remake gameplay wise it's kind of like a soulsborne game um you collect points you level up points you level up your job classes when you rest at a safe spot all your enemies respawn when you die you drop your 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 xp you've got to go pick it up so it's kind of like yeah. soulsborne light it's the way um dark siders the it reminds me of that okay. and i quite like it because as you know i i like the idea of soulsborne but i'm tragic at them <laughs> this is like Soulsborne, but a bit more fun and, and a wee bit easier at times. Mm-hmm. The bosses still kick your butt, but it only takes like three attempts in the bosses in this game. Whereas in a Soulsborne game, three attempts is just you getting warmed up. Um, but no, it's interesting. It's fun. Chatter kind of saying, this actually looks better than I thought it was going to be. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I never pass a Final Fantasy game. I'll always try them because I love the series. And I think they've gone out of their way. They tried to do something a bit different. It's by the team. It's not even made by Square Enix alone. They outsourced it to Tecmo, who make like the Dynasty Warrior games and the Hyrule okay. Warrior games, and they make the Fatal Frame games. Right. And it's really violent and really bloody. The opening Ooh. cut seems really cool, and there's blood everywhere, and people are getting their limbs shattered off. And I was like, I was clutching my pearls for the whole opening <laughs> sequence. And it's just got a real different vibe from a traditional Final Fantasy game. But I say, if you like Hack and Slash, if you like kind of edgy, tug-and-cheek humour in the I've got to kill chaos. Um, I feel like job classes and Soulsborne games, but find them a bit too difficult. This could be the game for you because it's quite a bit of fun. So I am looking forward to playing more of it. Um, however, I did get distracted because uh, I got Ghostwire Tokyo. Yes. Did, um, which we were talking about a few weeks ago. Now, again, I did the whole, I don't want to know too much about the game, so I knew very little. I thought this was like an on-rails game where you were going through Tokyo defeating just random ghosts. Okay. And for some reason, and then I thought it was a third-person game. I don't know why. But it's it's amazing. It's basically, you get spirit fingers. Your fingers are magic. Mm-hmm. Um, and Shibuya, the district of Tokyo, has been taken over by this this guy in a mask, a horned horn mask. And he's cast this sort of spell. And it's separated people's spirits from their bodies. And the version you're in is like the spirit realm. And the, the spirits are called visitors. That's what they call them. So the, the, the visitors have come from like the land of the dead, I think. And they're going to harness the spirits of these people to create the apocalypse, maybe. Something okay. like that. Um, I don't want to talk about the story too much, but the story's really good. You've got your main character and you've got another character inside who gives them the magic powers. And they've got lots of good backwards and forwards banter. A lot of good chat, and um, the humor's quite good. But okay. it's an open world game, so you're kind of kicking around the streets of Shibuya, fighting off visitors, 
because all the humans have gone, when you go to a convenience store, there's a little cat serving you. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's a... a Nick, Nick, uh, oh, I can't remember what it's because It's a spirit that's got the form of a cat in it. Okay. it. It sells you things. All the animals in Tokyo are still there because they don't then get separated from the body. So you can pat the dogs and the cats and give the dogs dog food and they give you rewards. And all the side quests are linked to different Japanese spirits and folklore. So it's kind of educating you in Japanese mythology while fighting bad guys and doing the story. I played it for like six hours, seven hours, and I'm still only in chapter two because I'm just loving exploring the world. Um, it's got a real vibrant, futuristic feel. It's only on lights. Then it's mixed with the traditional side of Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's really visually cool. And the different different um, attacks, so your, your different elements or your powers. So your basic power is like the wind element, which you could compare it like a handgun because you shoot it. Okay. You get fire, which kind of shoots off a big explosive bomb. So that kind of sets like a grenade launcher. And then you get the water power, which is like a shotgun. And you get a bone arrow. And even though Baker Boy was like, I'm just worried it'll feel like you're just using guns because there's animations and delays and they can only do certain things. It doesn't yeah. feel like you're, you're just feel like... switch so them out. We're looking at some footage just now and yes. fight, you seem to be fighting in like a sort of water zone, but, but it yeah. looks like there's a sort of border to the world. Are you like trapped in this location so at this moment? Or? That's a side quest. You basically, all the side quests are given to you by spirits who are upset about something. And we went to this spirit, and he's like, I can't go to my house. A hoarder moved in and kicked me out. So you go to this house, and the house is possessed. So you've got to do all these, like, rituals. And you use your um, right joy, uh, right joystick pad, um, thumb stick, to, like, mm-hmm. do all the different symbols and release the energy. And okay. you find the spirit, and he sucks you into this, like, other dimension where he summons a bunch of visitors. Because the visitors, visitors are drawn to spirits' torment or, okay. like, negative energy. So he summons him to fight you. So that's like a, a kind of mini boss or like a you gotta defeat all the spirits to to escape that area and purge exercise okay. the house basically. I did so wonder because like, like it that. didn't it did it looked it didn't yeah. look very open world at that moment, but there is yeah. So that. that's like that a special area and then like there's all these items that are kinda get dark power in them and you, you hit them it reloads your spirit ammo, basically. Mm-hmm. Um there's a really good bit where a bad guy tries to crush you in a building and it hit the hell world's invading so it's changing the layout as you're running through it no and the voice in your head's like go 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 faster go go faster go defeat the, the, the emblems and it's really tense um but no it's great it's real nice it's oh it's, it's so, i'm really enjoying it so you were excited but i did see that some of the rev- reviews have been a bit so so for it so and i did think oh, oh really oh, yeah, apparently that was just somebody I saw who was referring to the reviews. I haven't read any of the reviews myself oh, yet. Me neither. I'm just to somebody I, I knew who's uh, who sort of referenced the fact that they had picked up the game, even though it had some so-so reviews. Yeah. Um, and I thought, oh, I hope it's I hope it's good because I knew you were looking forward. Yeah. To it. So I'm so glad you're enjoying it. Oh no, it's good. Like the the movements a bit clunky. Like they they just moving round feels for being a be bit fast actioned at times. You're kind of like. Clunking that, about a wee bit. Uh, that that feels was a wee bit clunky. one of the things that the person was talking yeah. about. That apparently they sort of said that historically this dev, I can't remember who what the dev who the dev is of the the the, the controls are often quite clunky with yeah, this dev. It's, a, it's a, just a wee bit, but then as you get more powers and stuff, you kind of get used to it. 
Yeah. There's like there's no dodge button, which I keep forgetting, but then I keep forgetting there's a block button. And once I started using block, I was finding it easier. <laughs> good. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I, it's really good. Definitely say um, it's it's worth picking up if you've get if you like that kind of type of gameplay, or you're just like Japanese mythology and folklore and stuff. Nice, nice. Uh, right. So uh, I I've been playing a few things. Uh, first up, first up, I dived into uh, season six. Of uh, Sea of Thieves. Season, oh my goodness! Season six already. My God. Season six of Sea of Thieves just launched the other week, and it launched uh, with the the forts, the sea forts up, update. Ooh. Blunder! I think you'd really like the sea forts. They are fast, um, fast kind of paced, wave based mm-hmm. stuff. Um, you you can see it here as as we approach one of the one of the forts. Um, oh, wow. these these are there's six of them in the map. They they just sit there. You can see them as you approach them. They're all glowing kind of with green, mysterious, ghostly mm-hmm. lights. That's that lets you know that that fort is is kind of live and and ready right. to be attacked. You you bring your your ship up. Uh, you fight the phantoms. You kill the captain. Um, in charge of the fort, and you take the loot. There's a decent amount of loot. There's not a huge amount of loot. It's not like um, this is not, you know, you can do a fort in like twenty minutes. Right. Um, this is not like a an hour long thing. You can do it uh-huh. quick. There's a huge amount of um, of food and supplies. Whether they're going to change that because at the moment there's huge amounts of food you can get from forts. And actually, it's one of the best ways to sort of like um, supply up your your ship is go and do a quick fort. Um, there's there's a bunch of like really nice quality of life improvements like you know the the stove that's on the ship you have to cook one thing at a time there's a four burner stove on the fort it's just brilliant you can get lots and lots of lovely food cooked up oh, um, nice. and uh and then you, you you can attack this uh this fort fight your way through it and then explore it the forts themselves wow. look awesome they're so well designed They've got various different levels. There's a supply room at the top you have to find a key for. There's a treasure room at the bottom. Um, you can see that little grate there at the water. Th- those grates are operated oh, yeah. by pulleys. You can load the load your loot onto a, a little um, kind of... Uh, oh, I'm trying to think of the word now off the top of my head. Um, th- there's a, a little like platform attached to a pulley. And then oh, you can cool. like you can like um kind of wheel it out into the in the middle of that and harpoon it straight off your boat. Um, there's a bunch of bunk beds that you can have a, a wee snooze in. Um, <laughs> there's assorted cannons aiming out to sea. I mean, you can technically take over this fort and then hold it against other ships that oh, are wow. coming. Um, there's also a lot of talk about how they're going to be using they're going to be using these as potential uh, role play options, and I think the role play capabilities Ooh, of these forts are amazing. Uh-huh. You imagine if you're doing a sort of community takeover or maybe if private servers come on. Imagine you could have one of these forts as your base. Well, I mean, really you could actually, and you could actually like launch attacks on your enemy's base and or, or defend it and all that. I, I just love it. It's really, really cool. And the new update happened today. I haven't had a chance to have a shot of it yet, but um, they, there was a new update today because today, today they have launched the brand new adventure, Forts. Of the Forgotten, and this Ooh. ties into the last adventure, which was um, Shrouded Islands, and now Force of the Forgotten. So th- there's been a few things happening. The Reapers are up to something. Yeah. Golden Sands has been 
taken over. Uh, so the, what happened? Because last time we talked about it, the, the Green Mist had descended and then... So the Green Mist descended and the the citizens of Golden Sands have gone missing. They're gone. And nothing's happened yet again? Well, well there's a little trailer for Force of the Forgotten and indeed Ooh. it appears. People were wondering because the forts have a prison cell in them. There's a prison cell at the bottom of them. And Ooh. you can only open the prison cell door with the prison key. And people could not find the prison key. Everyone's going, where's the bloody prison key? This is unbelievable. <laughs> They've not put the prison key. Well, in the trailer for Force of the Forgotten, Wanda, the lovely Wanda from the weapons shop on Golden Sands, is locked in the <sighs> cell. So you're going to have to fight your way on and rescue Wanda, I guess. Um, mm. I mean, I'm super excited about doing the next one. I don't know when I'm going to get a chance to. I've got a really busy weekend ahead of me. <laughs> um, but hopefully I'll get a chance to do it soon. Because um, these are essentially timed events. You don't get to do them for very long. Um, oh. But they look really cool. And, it, you know, it's just a sign that Rare are just... I am loving the the season's format of Game of Thrones. I think they're doing a really... Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Jeez, I was listening to the audiobook of Game of Thrones yesterday. I've got it on my. <laughs> I've got it on my mind. Sorry, apologies. The season com uh, season format of Sea of Thieves. Uh, I'm loving it. I think they're doing it. Do you know? I nearly said Game of Thrones earlier on as well. That's unbelievable. <laughs> um. Well, I really love Game of Thrones and I love Sea of Thieves. So there we go. It's just it's just two of those things. Game um, of Thieves. Game of Thieves. Sea of Thrones. Can you imagine <laughs> Sea of Thrones? Gosh, um, but yeah, you know, I I just love the the the. I feel rare are really really sticking to the tools not rules thing, and they're just adding more and more tools. And these sea forts themselves, uh, there's already folk having all sorts of bonkers shenanigans with them. <laughs> and and uh, we we got Paolo, myself and Ryder Die sailed with Paolo the other night on my stream, and we got um. We, we did a fort and Paolo hadn't played Sea of Thieves in ages it was his first time doing um, season 6 um, and it was just lovely it was just loads of fun just cutting mm -hmm. about the uh, the fort and having a laugh and just exploring things and you know there's even like um, little cupboards and nooks and crannies that you have to open and search for things and you're finding loot or bags of gold or food or keys in the in the little things it's just it's, the, it's just adding more and more to the world that they're building um and i'm i'm absolutely loving it i really am it's uh it's fabulous fun and uh, the new phantom designs are great as well and it's it's quite nice having interior locations yeah uh -huh. we don't really have a lot of those in sea of thieves it's normally yeah. a cave or whatever or you're inside a ship but but you're actually here um inside stone walls um yeah just uh, just great fun um, and of course, the other game that I've been playing, that I know you've been playing, Blunder, yeah. that, that uh, Paolo's also been playing, and we've not really had a chance to all speak about this uh, uh, on the podcast since it came out, but of course, it is from Soft's knock right out the park uh, <laughs> masterpiece, smash hit Elden Ring. Um, Blunder, 
what you know, I know you guys, you and Paolo both talked about this a, a fair bit last time. Um, mm-hmm. What 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 are your thoughts now? How are you, how are you enjoying Elden Ring? I'm really enjoying it. I haven't. I played it on Sunday there, and I hadn't played it since the last time I streamed it. Um, so I was like, oh, because I'd stopped so I could finish Forbidden West. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, it's just so much fun. Like, and it was just like. I find it really chilled to play. Like, I just don't care about dying and stuff. I just love running <laughs> around and going, what's that over there? And trying things out and be like, oh, that didn't work. Let's try something different. Um, and we did lots on Sunday. I get a rapier. I got a new weapon. I got a bunch of new ashes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I defeated the first big story boss. Uh, and nice. got to explore like, the, the big castle that he was stopping me getting inside. Um, so, well done like, you, because I, I can encourage you to go and have a go at him and eat smacked you around a little bit so i see you obviously <laughs> did a bit of leveling up <laughs> i did i went away and like i and even in that that stream i went from level 20 to 26 so i went up six levels i got my new sword i got my my wolf ashes and then i, I think it was my third third reattempt like third attempt that stream maybe fourth attempt that stream that i, I defeated them mm-hmm. um but it's just it's just kind of going to run around going what's over here i genuinely feel like i'm just out in a re-adventure doing what i want it's seen a... what I want, and I, the updates obviously I hadn't played. The fact they've added uh, markers because I was out yep. my map, and I was like, "The hell are they?" I was like, "Those are new." Yeah. Um, and the chat was like, "Yeah, they added in a patch." I was like, "Well, that makes life a wee bit easier just to remember where you used to go." Um, and I quite like that, but I still still take my notes. I get I got highlighters. Um, so I uh, yeah, I did. Uh, I get highlighters to highlight what different important things mean. Um, so I'm still taking my notes. Like we find a wee, a wee NPC who we all adored, and then we tried to go revenge them, and then mm-hmm. the bad guys were made of stone. I couldn't do anything, so I had to run away. Um, and it's just been <laughs> moments like that I love. So I'm definitely enjoying, uh, enjoying it, and kind of heading through the 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 big castle. I ran away from my bad guy for like five minutes screaming because I couldn't figure out where I was to go, and he just kept chasing me. Um, but it was fun. It's a fantastic open world. It really is a it it's got what makes open worlds really good. And this was kind of the problem that remember I've I'm going over old ground, but I always had a slight issue with the ghost of Tsushima open worlds because mm-hmm. despite the fact it was really, really beautiful, really beautiful, I it didn't really feel that alive. Mm-hmm. Um whereas and although the I don't think you know, I still think Red Dead Redemption Two, for instance, is probably the greatest open world I've I've mm-hmm. experienced. Maybe The Witcher Three, um, it just where where everything feels alive, um, and and because it is a a Souls essentially a Souls game, there is still an element of people having you know a set track and they you know you know this guy will be here at this sort of time and all yeah. that sort of stuff. But it genuinely makes you want to explore. And mm-hmm. I cannot believe the amount of hours I've put in that game. And I'm still finding new uh, areas. I'm still finding mm-hmm. new sites of grace. I'm finding new dungeons in places that I thought I'd done. Yeah. Places like, I killed a bear that I thought was a boss. And quickly realized it was just a normal bear. <laughs> like the big, the big ones, the big giant ones. I was yeah. like, oh my God, I could just kill the boss. And I was like, and I'll be that was just a bear. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is one of them that is a boss, but yeah, the majority mm-hmm. of them, yeah. Um, I'm in a kind of funny place at the moment because I'm 
quite powerful at the moment. I've got a really mm. good weapon, and because I've been sort of paying attention to the scaling, my weapon is skills to strength and dex, and I've been sort of adding to both both of them, kind of one at a time, kind of leveling up. So I can. Wait, there's maths involved. Oh, no. Well, no, not really. <laughs> see, when you look at your your leveling up, yeah, or see when you got your weapon. And mm-hmm. you you check down the weapon, and you check like when you upgrade your weapon, or oh, if, yeah, you add, yeah, if you mm-hmm. add ashes to your weapon, yeah. for instance, or that um, added one that lowered my dex, and, and there was yeah, less and, damage. I was like, well, but see down the bottom, so it'll then say dex, and it'll go like from an E to a D, yeah, or it'll go from a D to an E, or 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 whatever. Basically, what that means is that. It, those will correspond to strength or dex or faith or yeah. intelligence or whatever. And that basically means that if you level up those particular things, you'll make your weapon better. Yeah. And that weapon will become much more powerful due to those things. And once you start mm-hmm. to pay attention to scaling off it, um, it makes a big difference. Um, so I'm kind of at a stage at the moment where I'm I'm happening I'm happening across bosses and dungeons and stuff, and I'm basically slapping them about. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've probably there's probably around ten or eleven bosses in this game that I've killed first time. Wow. Um, there's only a handful that I've had a tough time with, um, and so far I've not had any sort of one that's taken me more than like 10 attempts but i've also just been a wee bit more you're not quite you don't get stuck in these games quite the same way you do or this game quite the same way you do in other dark souls games because you're generally oh well i'll just go and check the other area of the map for a while and i'll do some leveling up there's loads to do whereas on a standard souls game you've generally only ever got (laughs) maybe one or two locations you can go to and if you kind of get stuck in a path and I believe Hecker MJ was talking about this because I know MJ's had a, been having a tricky time with Elden Ring. It's not quite been doing it yeah. for her. I, I don't know whether it's whether she's warmed it or not yet. Um, but um, but you know, traditionally there would maybe only be a couple of paths at any one time, and everything leads onto one another, like yeah. like branches in a tree. In a, in a Souls game traditionally or even in Bloodborne and and so if you get stuck on one branch you kind of have to go to the other branch and hope you can get a bit further there or else you have to just keep fighting and keep fighting until you get past that bit um, and that's not for everyone and it can be very tricky um, but obviously with with Elden Ring and the world being so vast you can just go somewhere else but of course you do then come to an area and you get absolutely battered and you're like oh I don't think I'm strong enough for this bit <laughs> Um, but I'm just really liking it. I I'm probably going to have to jump. I'm I'm a little bit stuck right now on exactly where I need to go right now. I'm kind of oh. feeling like I want to progress the story. I've done a couple of story bosses. I need to kind of get back on the story now because um, I'm a little worried that I'm going to end up over leveled. Yeah. If I if I don't start progressing with the story again and you know, it, it's quite nice to go back to areas and slap folk about who gave me such a hard time in the, <laughs> you know, in the early parts of the game. 
but I don't really want to get to the tough bosses, the bosses that everyone else has been having a hard time with, and then yeah. like just have a really easy experience. I want to kind of experience it pure. So I'm probably going to need a wee um, a wee nudge in the right direction because there's an item I need and I can't bloody find it. Um, <laughs> but I'm loving it. I'm really loving it. And you know, it's a funny one because I wasn't that hyped about Elden Ring until I saw. Do you remember, I think it was January or February they did a state of play or mm. something about it and I told you guys, I was like I saw the guy riding about on a horse and then a dragon came down and he had a fight with a dragon on horseback and it was amazing <laughs> it like, got me quite hyped and then obviously I wasn't sure if I was going to get it and all that sort of stuff and then we basically all talked us all into getting it because <laughs> we got so hyped the night before it came out um, <laughs> I'm bloody loving it, and you know, it's. I mean, anybody bringing a game out now, you know, this has been a mega monster hit. Mm. The folk have been astonished, and and I can't really remember a game where everybody's been talking about it for yeah. better or for worse. This game is on everybody's lips. People are genuinely talking about this game constantly, um, and. I, I tell you, it's it's going to need to be it's going to need to be a special game that's going to beat this for game of the year. I reckon right now, um, and even even if it turns out that Elden Ring isn't the game of the year, do you know what I mean? It, it yeah. still is the game of the year. Do you know what I mean? Even even Aye. if it even if it doesn't necessarily count, eventually become the great. Like say, God of War Ragnarok comes out mm. and gets tens everywhere or something like that. I still, I still feel that regardless of how brilliant it probably will be, or hopefully will be, and I still think that the 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 this will still be the year that Elden Ring came out, twenty twenty two. You know, um, it's it's fabulous. It's 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 really a really great game, and uh, it's it's got that really funny way of every time I talk about it, I'm just like, again, I just want to play Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, anything else Anything else to say um, about uh, Elden Ring? Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's, it's good. good. Well, the the uh, the viewers have been in touch. The viewers slash mm. listeners have been in touch. Um, let's, let's see what they've been saying. I, I reckon some folk out there might have been playing Elden Ring as well. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Uh, first up, we've got Laura Dora. I don't really do that on the podcast, do I? I don't really sing that. I sing that <laughs> on my stream. That's a, That'll be weird if people never heard me do that before. Anyway, Laura Doris has been in touch. Started Tunic, then Rage Quit Tunic, and chilled on Valheim. <laughs> Valheim. Valheim's a great game. I need to play more of that. I really, really need to play more of Valheim. Um, I've got it. Never started it. It's really good, Blunder. I think you'd really mm. like it, actually. I've got I think so it, many things to play. <laughs> we could have a lot of fun with the Nearly Men. We really should do a Nearly Men Valheim stream at some point. Mm. Um, although I, I need to get more RAM from my machine because um, I was getting quite a lot of slowdown mm. when I was building my fantastic house. <laughs> I think it was just a few too many things. I was streaming <laughs> it as well at the same time. And I think it was maybe just struggling <laughs> a wee bit. Um, but it was great. Uh, Jamesy42 has been in touch. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. That's, of course, on Game Pass. Uh, tried Tunic and agree with Laura Dora. Very frustrating. I've not, I've not 
Do you know what it is? And you see, like, no. oh, I'll pass check out. Also, hitting my balls into the water for <laughs> 2K21. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Subtle Shraff has been in touch saying Mortal Shell sucks an absolute oh bleep. My. Oh, my. Um, and then says, I'm including some reviews from the Microsoft Store to back <laughs> me up. Other than that, Greedfall is fun and far changing tides is challenging and clever. So Greedfall's quite fun. I, it didn't quite do it for me. It's not quite my game, but we got sent a code for this to play. I think we got a couple of copies, actually. Myself and Paolo both played it. Um, and it's kind of interesting because it's sort of, uh, the Witcher kind of meets Assassin's Creed, meets okay. Dragon Age. It's kind of a bit of all of those games together. Um, it was quite cool, but it just it just didn't. Again, it's got that sort of Dragon Age style combat, which I don't right. really like. Mm-hmm. I don't like just keep pressing the X button and then move to the circle button for a different move and then yeah. the triangle button for the, the, your magic and then back to X and I find that really boring. I prefer to actually like be more sort of real time yeah. uh, fighting. It's not quite my thing. Um, yeah, and, and Subtle has included some reviews. Uh, somebody called Broken Thumbs said that Mortal Shell was like Dark Souls if you're waist deep in glue. <laughs> and then somebody else called I Love R34 basically said that the combat again feels like I'm stuck in the mud. Um, <laughs> And then the block feels like the parry and the dodge. And the dodge? I don't know. I'm a bit confused. Um, but yeah, apparently that person said it's one of the bad soul likes. Mm. I would be interested to hear from Original Stephen because I remember Original Stephen was um, streaming he this. He finished it? Yeah, he played yeah. all the way through. Uh, I don't remember him hating it at all. Um, mm. So it could be interesting, but, but certainly not one for subtle. No. Uh, Daybreak has been in touch. I've been playing the Long Dark. Oh, what game? The Long Dark story mode, The Sims, and someone convinced me mm-hmm. to get Red Hunger, which I suppose was okay. <laughs> Unbelievable, Daybreak. That was me, by the way. That was me convinced me <laughs> to get Red Hunger. Um, I, you know, I've only done a tiny little bit of the Long Dark story mode, but it's really good. Great game. I love it. Viva La Hazy has been in touch. Viva La Hazy. Um, been pouring. 55 hours into Elden Ring. Nearly finished it now. Starts off excellent, but the final third uh, or the last third's a total slog, especially if you're following the direct path of the story rather than aimlessly wandering. Well, see that, I think that's the thing. I think you kind of do need to do some wandering. Mm. I, 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 mm-hmm. that, that's kind of my thought. I wouldn't um, I, I wouldn't just rush the story. Just rush the story. I, I think it would be very difficult if you weren't. I, I'm a little concerned that I've gone a bit too far in the other direction, but I would encourage people to explore. FromSoft have made a massive open world for a reason. It's it's there to be explored and experienced rather than just like battering your head against a wall. Um, but uh, but it's really interesting that you've uh, that that you know I mean, it's still 55 hours in. That's all. That's that's. Uh, I mean, you spent fifty five hours in a game. You must be enjoying it, um, more or less. Uh, Odentior has been in touch, playing Red Dead Two for the first time since my first playthrough at launch. Nice. I did actually see a tiny bit of uh, Audi playing Red Dead Two, and I kind of had to stop watching because I was like, 
I'm going to end up playing Red Dead 2 again. <laughs> and I don't have time for that. Um, but that's a lot of fun. Also, Valheim and enjoying the new season of Sea of Thieves. And uh, the aforementioned original Stephen, who I do actually see has been in our chat. Original Stephen, let me just jump to original Stephen for a second. In the chat, this is a live original Stephen uh, comment. I loved Mortal Shell. Finished it and would recommend it for any Souls fan, though it does play a bit differently as there's not much of a leveling system. Okay, okay, mm. that's interesting. Um, original Stephen did also say, been trying to balance Dead by Daylight, Elden Ring, and Tomb Raider 3. A wee, a nice wee mix of games. That's an interesting mix of games. <laughs> that is an interesting mix of games. Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody that got in touch there. Or, yeah. I really appreciate it. If you would like to get in touch and tell us your thoughts on games, here is how you do it. To hear from you, find us on Facebook as The Nearly Men, Twitter and Instagram where we are at Nearly Men or email info at thenearlymen.com. There we are. Right, we've got some new releases. Blunder, would you like some fresh off the press new releases for you? Punch it. Punch it. Okay, so The Ascent is coming out in PS4 and PS5. That is out today. You can go home right now. <laughs> yeah, it's there. Um, we've also got that, that that one's from Curve Games, by the way. Um, Expedition Zero is coming to PC from Tiny Build. That's also out today. Lumate, the Master Moat Chronicles, is on PC, PS4, Xbox, um, Switch, and Stadia. <laughs> Stadia. That's mm-hmm. from Wire Productions. That's also out today. Ghostwire Tokyo is on PC and PS5 from Bethesda Softworks. That is uh, that's out. Uh, it says it's out, it's out tomorrow. tomorrow. So tomorrow they are. Oh, that's right. There was like a I get yeah, pre-order get three days pre- early access. That's correct. I forgot. I thought you'd I thought you'd the old the old days when you went to the dodgy shop. Absolutely not. <laughs> I love pre-ordering a game now when it's early access. That's how they get me. They're like, if you pre-order, you get it. I'm like, yes. <laughs> uh, unless you're Capcom, in which case you'll just buy the same game again anyway. Yeah. Um Kirby and the Forgotten Land is coming to the Switch. That is tomorrow. That is out the 25th of March. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands is out on PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series uh, X and S, and of course Xbox One. That's from 2K Games. That's also out tomorrow the 25th. Moving ahead to the 29th of March, we've got Crusader Kings 3 coming to PS5 and Xbox Series X. I'm quite interested to see how that runs on console. That's, that's mm. quite cool. I mean, it will run, but uh, more how it controls. Um, but that'll be quite interesting. In Nightmares, coming to PS4 from Maximum Games, that's on the 29th of March. We've also got Uragun. Uragun's no, coming to Uragun. PC. No, Uragun. <laughs> um, cool to Play uh, is the publisher behind that. That's on the 30th of March. Death Stranding Director's Cut. A very beautiful, very unusual, very interesting and fun game, actually. I was, I was, mm-hmm. you guys were very taken by it on PS, uh, for yeah. I was lucky enough to play the director's cut on PS5. We get sent a code for it. Um, I was a lucky one to get a hold of that. Um, it's great. It's great. PC players, if you've been tempted, you can now get it. It's out on the 30th of March from 505 Games. Pirates of Gravity. Oh, it's about pirates. Um, that's out on PC from Inversive Games. That's on the 31st. 31st, 31st of March. Um, we also have Coromon. That's coming PC and Switch. That's going to be on the 31st of March. That's from Freedom Games. Also on the 31st of March, you've got Fix Fox 
um, which is coming to PC. And finally, on the 31st of March, coming to PC, PS4, and Xbox One from the wonderful devs Devolver Digital, we have Weird West. Uh, oh, there is a couple more. We have Starship <laughs> Troopers. Terran uh, didn't check the rest of the page. I had to scroll down. Starship Troopers Terran Commands coming to PC from Slithering Limited. I love Starship Troopers. That that could be good. Um, and a couple of games in April. On the 5th of April, you've got Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. This looks quite good, actually. This is uh, coming to basically everything. PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and Switch. And finally, finally, on the 7th of April, you've got Chrono Cross, the Radical Dreamers edition coming to the Switch from Square right. Enix. So that's your new releases. Um, Blunder, did we have yeah. anything from the chat? A few things. So uh, Tommy B, uh, Tommy Box, doing it. Uh, so, uh, we are now the occasional men. Aren't we just? Aren't we just? Hazard Boy says, congrats, Colin and Sherry Bobbins. Oh, thank you very much. Yes, uh, I, I, uh, my, my wife and I are expecting, expecting our first child. Um, and we got to announce it today. So thank you very much. I did see everyone's being very, very kind in the chat. And there's been so many nice messages on social media and Discord and everything. And uh, thank you. Thank you so much. I will endeavour to get back to you all. Uh, it's going to take some time. We're a bit overwhelmed, but thank you very much. The nearly men huh? said, I'm sitting here eating jelly babies. This is the best podcast ever. Mr. Kaczynski, just sitting there. Staying absolutely hee haw. I see that he's pushing lots of buttons. To be fair, normally I'm sitting eating something usually, so I know. Like... I mean, Blunder's usually sitting pocket munching during yeah. the podcast. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> Soft foods and podcast night, hard foods and other nights. <laughs> um, Daybreak uh, 59 said, Croc, give me updated Croc in regards Oof. to bringing PS1 games. I would be all over that. I loved Croc, it was amazing. Uh, I, and... I played it, it's a bit rough. Oh. That's, that's a rough one that would be a bit of between <laughs> uh, and regarding Final Fantasy normal names Lindsay Marr went oh Paul a normal name indeed a very <laughs> basic name very basic <laughs> name <laughs> apologise to anybody out there who's called Paul with the exception of Paul Kuczynski <laughs> uh, entirely meant to offend him I was <laughs> <laughs> just so the Neil men said can't wait to meet baby Steve Stevenson nope 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 uh, there we have it. There we have it. That that was your that was your podcast. Um, I don't know when I'm going to be streaming. I've got no idea. Um, I might be streaming on Sunday evening, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I am working uh, quite a lot this weekend, so um, I I don't know when I'll be streaming. Um, probably Sunday night. I assume Paolo's not usually on on a Friday. I don't know if that'll change because he's got the Rona and all that. Who knows? He's, he's mm. not he's not getting else to do tomorrow, so you never know. He might be on. Um, but uh, he'll definitely, I'm sure, be on for the Sunday social on Sunday at his usual oh. time of 10 a.m. Um, and of course, Blunder, are you are you planning to stream this, this weekend, Sunday afternoon? Well, no, because I'm being a wonderful child and going to see my mum because it's Mother's Day. So it is completely <laughs> oh, Just that. a reminder, everyone. But I no, probably, I've got to go back to Glasgow. My sister and my and, and me are taking my mum out to for lunch or dinner or something. Um so yeah, so remember Mothering Sunday as Sunday. Don't forget Mother's Day. <laughs> completely forgot about that. Uh, 
I You're all welcome for, for the I announcement. might not be streaming. I might <laughs> not be streaming. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah, everyone is see Colin's eyes as he realised that. I saw the face that... Oh! <laughs> Do you know the thing is, I did actually know that, but I just completely forgot I was in sort of autopilot. So... Um, if if you've all vicariously through my fright also got a fright, then you have time. Unless you were listening to this after after Sunday the twenty seventh, and then you've missed it, and then you're yeah. uh, you're a bad child. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I so yeah, it. I might not be on the weekend. I should be back next Tuesday. Blunder boy showing is all up. Paolo says there, you took, you took the fright for us all, God. Yeah, didn't I just? Didn't I just? Um, so, yeah, well, uh, that is that. I mean, we will certainly be back. We will be back uh, next week on the Nearly Men channel and uh, next Thursday for some multiplayer madness. Who knows? Maybe mm. it'll be some weird West. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll maybe see if, if we can make those dates work. Might be. That should be about right. Um, but you will get us back here for the podcast on the 7th of April. It will be episode 106, so Ooh. that will be at 8pm. Um, but apart from that, get well soon, Paolo. Yeah. Um, I hope you, I hope he's feeling better soon. Yep. Um, Blunder, have you anything else to say? Charge the joypads. There we are. The wisest of words from the wisest of us all. That's it. Uh, thank you so much for listening, folks. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see you then. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.